Welcome to the podcast. This is You Gotta Watch This, and I am your host, Aaron. With me, as always, is your host, Nick. I'm your host, Nick. With me, as always, is your host, Aaron. Well, thanks for throwing it back. Yeah, right back at you. So, we are doing a podcast, and we are watching every Marvel Cinematic film uh-huh. that has ever been released. Yeah. We watch it, and then we talk about it. Yeah. I think that's there's no other way to describe it. Yeah, I think I think there's nothing like this ever been done <laughs> in the world. Well, it sounds maybe like a lot of people have done this, but there is a little twist. Yeah, what's the twist? So this is what makes this podcast unique, and yeah. I think probably the first of its kind. Yeah, ever maybe. Yeah, I'm not certainly not going to find out. Uh, but uh, I'm very familiar with these movies. I've seen them all many times. Um, in fact, I think this was probably like the sixth or seventh time I've seen this movie. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm a big nerd. Um, so I, I enjoy these movies very much. Uh-huh. And Nick, you are watching these for the first time. Right. You're you're bringing me along on the journey I, I for am, the first time. Yes, that's right. I am, you know. You're holding I'm, my hand. I'm, I've got my sling ring going. Uh-huh. And yeah. I've opened a portal. You've pushed me through the portal. Into the mirror dimension. Yeah. And where you watch Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this movie, if you didn't catch my little hint that was my easter egg uh-huh. uh this movie uh and this episode is about dr strange dr strange number 14 in our long and wonderful journey uh-huh. and we're gonna find out what nick thinks nick what was your hot take uh so i loved this one and i was thinking about it uh, how to like how i how to express that and i feel like a lot of times when you ask for my hot take i'm i'm sort of trying to like channel like the emotions that I was really feeling like as I was watching it. And so I'm, I'm trying to like be like, Oh yeah, there were lots of explosions and wow. And cool. But like this one legit, I just loved it. Oh, good. Um, it, it may be my favorite so far. I haven't, I'm not sure. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's up there. It's up yeah. there. It's, I'd say top three right now. Wow. That's awesome. Um, I, I just love the whole magic aspect uh-huh. i love that they leaned into it and just were like yeah it's spells it's sorcerers just go with that and yeah. i'm i'm big into that i i really i really enjoy that sort of um style of movie or uh-huh. or, or storytelling um and the 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 visuals are really cool for the most part i, I will talk about some of the problems i have with that but uh and i thought everybody acted the the heck out of it yeah um i just thought it was great it's 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 funny you mentioned that there was no hint of like science or like here let me explain mm-hmm. how this is really some ancient machine that we're <laughs> right. you know tapped into we're all plugged into like this like no it's and she even goes as far as to kind of like condescend mm-hmm. to say like think of it like a program yeah if you <laughs> if you can't handle spell but that's what it is it's yeah. a spell <laughs> uh, so yeah I I agree with you I think that was uh, a neat touch something. I didn't expect them to do. I, I expected when this movie came out, I expected to find some kind of midi-chlorian explanation right. yeah, yeah. along the way because this is a very science fiction-y series. Yeah, absolutely. And they were like, nope, this is just magic. And she says, uh, she being the ancient one, uh, Tilda Swinton says, not everything has to make sense and you don't have to understand everything and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And I, I like that approach to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it, it it feels a little more like Thor in that regard um there are a few times they sort of explain away stuff in the in Asgard and Mm -hmm. that stuff as you know technology that's so advanced that we don't understand it might as well consider it magic yeah um but also I I I I have insisted on thinking secretly I haven't told you this (laughs) that a lot of what Thor and those guys do is magic yeah and they don't know how else to explain it other than putting it in the context of people that think in terms of technology. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, yeah, it's really advanced technology. Yeah. Uh, but it's really magic. So I, I th- I th- I'm glad that they're introducing that as canon, that magic is a thing. And, yeah. you know, sometimes maybe you can't tell the difference. I I uh, I think that's, that's pretty astute to mention Thor because there's a, a scene in Thor 2 when Jane is has been brought there because they want to like find out what's going on because she has the ether inside of her and she's like is that a molecular whatever she she mm-hmm. you know refers to it by its scientific name 
and they're like no it's a soul forge and <laughs> yeah. she was like well does it do this and they're like yeah she's like okay then it's it's this molecular thing you know yeah. but it really was a soul forge right. like you know there was no control <laughs> panel like it was it was straight up magic and yeah. i think this movie has that as well yeah. he comes in thinking like how'd you do cellular regeneration yeah. you know and uh-huh. how did you reprogram the nerves she's like eh, well mm. yeah <laughs> you know, like you're thinking of it the wrong way right. like we got to the same place but uh we're taking different paths to right. get there exactly exactly and I, I appreciate the exploration of that and that they they spent some time talking about that and having that argument. And that was a, that was a key part of his mm-hmm. character that he had to kind of come around. Yeah. To. yeah the man of science yeah. turned into the man of faith. Yes. I, I like that a yeah. lot. I liked I, and I like the just the complete blurring of the line, too, because you see him tumbling through all the different dimensions uh-huh. when she's like opened his eye. And it's like that kind of looks a little bit like the quantum realm, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. it's like what? Is there a difference? Like, right. did he go through the quantum? Like, who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's you get to a point where it it just become you know they're they're definitely they they touch each other but they're different. Yes. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's you go you exciting. go far enough around one side, you come back around the yeah. other, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's an exciting thought. So for the people who are like, what the heck is a Doctor Strange? I've never even <laughs> seen this movie. I don't even know why I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> let's. <laughs> There's a few of those people, I'm sure. Let's, uh, yeah, I think so. Let's give them a, a recap. We'll do your your standard three minute recap. Okay. And do, so, can I pause time in the middle of it? Like if only Strange? if you have the eye of Ag- uh, Agamotto. So it's a good thing I do. So the way this works is you get three minutes, and no more, no less. Okay. Strict. <laughs> you are forced. To, All right. And uh, as much detail as you can. You can't just say Doctor Strange is. Doctor Strange is is a strange guy. Doctor Strange, he's a strange doctor. So, yeah. So you have three minutes, and as you can see, I've started the. Oh, I hate it. (laughs) Okay, so it starts off. um, We will later learn this guy's name is Caecilius. He shows up in this library, um, and he takes the librarian. He chops his head off, and he steals a book, or he steals a page out of a book. Um, So he's confronted by a magic lady, and they have this crazy Inception fight. Um, So Doctor Strange um, is a smart. But talented, uh, smart and talented, <laughs> but smart, over, but talented, <laughs> overconfident very doctor, distinction. Uh, very full of himself. Um, he gets into a bad car wreck. Um, his hands get really messed up. Um, he does surgery. He tries everything he can, um, but his hands are still messed up. They shake. He, he will never be able to perform surgery again. Um, his only friend, um, his former lover, um, he pushes her away. Uh, <laughs> you don't like that phrase, huh? <laughs> real His ex-girlfriend. ex-girlfriend. Why don't we just—that's the preferred nomenclature there. Uh, so, um, so he seeks out uh, um, a alternate. So he seeks out a guy who he hear, hears about. This guy had this miraculous recovery. And this guy gives him this reference. Um, go, go. This this spiritual guide. Um, in the east. So he goes through Nepal um, to these other places, um, and he finds them. And he finds Kamartage. The, Kamartage is the place. And uh, the ancient one is um, the the woman in charge of it. Um, so you're 30 minutes into the movie, so, but half your time is gone. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he, denies, so he denies the existence of spirit. Um, she punches his soul out of his body and proves it. Um, so he um, sort of experiences this um, multitude of realities in the multiverse. Um, and so he, he kind of he buys in. Um, and he, he b- believes now with hard work and study, um, he can he can learn all this stuff and he buys into the idea of magic and learning spells um, and the idea of the spirit uh, and of faith. All right, so um, skip back to Cassilius, this bad guy. He reads the stolen text um, and uh, does this uh, weird, creepy thing. He's trying to um, unleash this bad anti-time guy or something. We'll talk about that later. Um, So the Ancient One um, puts Doctor Strange on Everest um, to test him making his little portal spells. He manages to get back. He takes him into the mirror. She takes him into the mirror world, uh, shows him that, uh, where uh, nothing can actually happen in the mirror world in in the real world. It's kind of like a test environment. You have um, 25 seconds. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I haven't even flipped my page over. He, so uh, he uh, learns this time spell. He learns that um, the purpose of this group is to protect the world from mystical threats, essentially. There are three sanctums around the world, um, Hong Kong, London, and New York. Um, 
and sorry, so Caecilius attacks as he's learning that Caecilius attacks London, um, and uh, so uh, he tries to fight him. Um, Doctor Strange tries to fight him. Um, he gets his magic cape. The cape chooses him and saves him like a bunch of times. Um, Caecilius tries to convince him of his crazy plan, but he um, and even though he's tempted, he he rejects it. Um, he uh, almost dies. He he slings himself to the hospital where Christine, his ex-girlfriend, uh, is able to save him um, in surgery um, while he's astral fighting a dude um, in the meantime, which is pretty fun. Um, Caecilius has escaped in the meantime. So uh, he accuses, Dr. Strange accuses the Ancient One of um, drawing power from the Dark Realm for eternal life, which is essentially what Caecilius is doing. He's trying to open this portal to the Dark Realm. Um, she sort of admits it. Um, they wind up fighting Caecilius in the mirror dimension. Uh, the Ancient One shows up and saves them, but in the process she um, gets stabbed and um, he takes her back to the hospitals trying to get them to save um, her. But uh, she astral projects in her dying moment and they have a conversation where uh, she kind of hands the, the, the torch to him and she dies. Um, so Caecilius attacks Hong Kong Sanctum uh, and by the time Doctor Strange and Mordo get there, it's fallen. So Strange um, uses the time spell he, he, he learned and he winds time and he uh, winds up going into um, Dormammu, who is this dark entity who's trying to swallow up all of Earth. That's who... Um, Caecilius is trying to let into our realm um, so he can swallow up all, all time and earth and space and existence. So he, Doctor Strange goes to Dormammu's realm and he sort of sets up his time spell as a little time loop. Um, so he's essentially trapped himself and Dormammu in this time loop where Dormammu keeps killing him over and over and over so for eternity, you know, essentially. In return, um, he's keeping Earth safe in the meantime. So uh, Dormammu gets bored of it and um, eventually bargains a deal um, and says, you know, uh, you release me from this time loop and I will spare Earth and take my uh, take uh, Caecilius and his... Uh, his um, uh, zealots zealots away thank you um and uh so he agrees earth is saved uh, mordo disagrees that the they they did it the right way essentially he disagrees with the choices mm-hmm. um but it turns out at the end that the eye of agamotto which is the necklace he was wearing to do all this time spells is an infinity stone so uh, he and Thor have a good little chat in the mid-credit scene and post-credit scene. Mordo um, thinks that his new purpose is to uh, kill all the sorcerers because there's too many sorcerers. The end. I did it. It only took three minutes exactly. Nuh-uh. No, no, no. Oh. I used the Eye of Agamotto to pause time because <laughs> you completely blew through all of your time. Uh, but now is no time to mourn. Now is no time at all. All right. So let me open my... Is that a line from it? I don't remember that. Don't worry about it. All right, so. <laughs> no, I gotta know. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right, so <laughs> we have. Uh, let's talk about the movie. Um, which so you liked it? Yeah, I loved it. It was not what you expected. I know we talked about it last week, and you said you weren't expecting another origin story. Yeah, but I guess if I think about it, like. Are you googling it? Don't Google it. <laughs> Trust me, don't Google it. <laughs> but just, just tell me what it's from. It's from a later movie. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I guess if I think about it, then how how would they introduce a new character and it not be an origin story? Yeah. So I'm, I'm fine with that. I also loved... I love origin stories. I do. Uh, yeah, I remember you told me that. They're uh, fun. They are fun. This is a good one. It's important. It's yeah. important to see his journey. Exactly. From... Just arrogant. And, you know, you get the sense he's probably still going to be kind of arrogant and short yeah. with people. Like, that's just kind of who he is. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. But he, he's... He, he, I, there's elements of him that actually remind me of Tony Stark. Of yeah. Just, like, the brilliant guy. And because he's so brilliant, he kind of is impatient with the rest of the world. Yeah. I, I definitely see that. It, I think what's kind of interesting about him is he... Tony Stark is a celebrity, and everybody knows him as an Avenger. 
Um, but Doctor Strange is is probably never going to be like famous, right? You know, the, uh, he's the, famous in the realm of like neurosurgeons. You know, yeah. like if if sure. if you get neurosurgery weekly, sure, like, he's probably been on the cover. <laughs> I guess I mean in terms of like as as the Sorcerer Supreme or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely behind he, the scenes. He's he's definitely like a secret society of sorcerers, mm-hmm. and so classic SSS, and so he. <laughs> He won't be able to kind of be, he's not as flashy as that. I think that's why he had such a hard time accepting that mantle is yeah. because he liked to be in those, you know, in the magazines yeah. and he liked to go to these places and his path is one where people will never know he's saving the world. Yeah, exactly. Cause he saved the world from Dormammu and really it's pretty much just Wong and Mordo yeah. know what happened. Right. And maybe some other sorcerers know, but it's just not the same. Yeah. It's not the same as, uh, as, the Avengers being celebrated for you know, uh-huh. saving the world. Although maybe they're not so celebrated now. So maybe he's got the right idea. Right. He, he also can't be sued. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And that was part of his, his journey was like, you know, accepting that, you know, he, uh, what, what was the thing that it's uh, the, the, the last conversation he had with the ancient one. And she said that, you know, in all the things that he learned, he didn't learn the, the final or the true, truest lesson, which was, it's not about you. Yeah. And that's sort of like what he learns in this yeah, movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and completes him, so to speak. Yeah. As I, a person. I think that's a, that's a really interesting theme in it. Because he, mm-hmm. he, he found out that he had the ability to <clears throat> heal his hands all along. He just would have to give up the magic, basically. Yeah. It's either the magic fuels your hands or it uh, you can do, you know, cool things with it. Right. You can't do both. Right. And because he was like, he was almost when he found that out, he was like, cool, like we're done here. Yeah. But he, you know, she had to kind of give him that last last lesson. And then he he chose the path of a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the mirror dimension? Those effects you mentioned, you want to talk about those? Oh, yeah. So the all I loved all the mirror dimension stuff. The effects yeah. were awesome. It was like them. It, really so, trippy, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, and when did it, did this come out before or after Inception? I believe it was after Inception. So very much Inception-y. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I, you know, Inception did it slower, I think, mm-hmm. and bigger. And it was more, that had other aspects of trippiness to it. Yeah. But uh, just as far as like, you know, bending the world around and making it refract and stuff like just the visual aspects of that were, were super cool to look at but it did get a little much at times yeah i think during some of the the chase sequences through this refracting universe yeah especially that big new york battle it's scene. almost hard to tell what's going on at times yeah um it becomes a little bit of sensation overload i i totally agree i think i mean i like it and i i think kind of that's what they're going for a little bit but yeah. i definitely felt that like almost overwhelming yeah when especially when like the background was refracting too like it when it didn't need to yeah. and yeah. like there's one scene where like it splits into like four like corners and like with the skyline and i thought that was neat and then it cuts to another fr- and you can see like little like planets of skyscrapers in the back yeah yeah and it's just like yeah it makes like kind of makes my breath feel a little short right, you know right. like, it's like <laughs> yeah okay i'm having trouble breathing yeah. like watching this <laughs> giving you like mental vertigo thinking yeah. about all of it it's like reverse claustrophobia i guess it would be agoraphobia like it just uh-huh. seems so open and like that's... and then in, in that scene they like get tipped off of it and start to fall into those like yeah. floating molecules of worlds and, yeah it's yeah one of the things that i like there's the scene um, when they're running up the skyscraper and Cassilius like splits it in half and like bends it. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, like I have like nightmares like that, that like <laughs> giant like structures or whatever will just like tip over or like bend in unnatural wow. ways or like or sometimes it's like a big tidal wave, you know? So like that really does trigger like this, yeah. like a little bit of panic, even yeah. though I know it's not real, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of, you know, like anxiety producing. Yeah. Um, but I still enjoy it, like, nonetheless. I'm so like, you know, how are they going to get out of this? So I thought all of those effects looked great. Um, and I, I think you're right. Like, when it is overwhelming, it's overwhelming to be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I didn't actually care for that much was the, um, like, the, the un, untime realm or whatever. Oh, where, the dark dimension? Yeah, dark, dark dimension. Yeah. Uh, with, well, don't tell me, don't tell me. Um <laughs> Dormammu, Dormammu, 
Yeah. Um, I didn't think Dormammu looked very good. I didn't. I didn't like the. I didn't like He's, it. He's. His face is distracting to look at with like the constant ripples in it. I just didn't think that looked good or cool. I yeah. thought it looked like a, like a. I was like, okay, we're in like a computer-generated little world now. Yeah. Like, well, the other stuff, I could suspend my disbelief and like live in the the, the sure. context of the movie. Like that just felt a little too. It just didn't look good enough to me. I hear you. Um, and also his face at first looked like Th- Thanos, and I was like, are they, is he is he supposed to remind us of Thanos? No, I don't think he is. It, but he was like he had the same kind of like big, large jaw and brow, and like he was purpley and. That's interesting. Yeah, that was my first thought. Was like, are they trying to like channel that just to make him seem like, you know, like here's he he looks like another evil guy, you know, but it, I, it must have just been, you know, happenstance. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was, and maybe that uncanny valley like CGI thing. Sure, I think. Um, the, so the dark dimension is like taken straight out of the comic books in the 60s uh-huh. like with the weird like fuzzy like purple floating things yeah, and like yeah. this cosmic you know background that's like straight out of the early 60s uh-huh. uh because dr strange has to go to the dark dimension uh dormammu though who is a, a comic book villain they definitely changed him up in this movie they made him this giant like space refracting face, face. yeah like in the comics he's like a guy uh, who okay. and like he's still really powerful and you know but he's he takes the form of like a person like maybe okay. a tall person but like who has like a flaming head <laughs> okay. like it's like a fireball head uh-huh. instead and i guess they were like that's kind of lame looking yeah <laughs> like for like the main guy yeah we want something huge and imposing yeah but i definitely feel that like it's it's hard to look at his face uh-huh um that was actually uh benedict cumberbatch did the voice of Dormammu as well. Oh, really? That's yeah, it. that was his idea. He was like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be cool if um, that was me too? And then he found out he wasn't going to get paid anymore. And he was <laughs> really bumped. Just kidding. <laughs> that was it. But no, they loved that idea. They, they thought it was neat to have him do both. Let's let's. How about his accent? Like it was a flawless American accent. There was w- only a single time, and I'm oh man, I wish I could remember what it oh, was. Oh, I didn't catch it. It's he yells something. Okay. It might be when he's yelling after they kick him out before they decide to let him in. He yells something, and it's just a one syllable, one word. Yeah, and I and it just I I heard the little like roundness of it. Oh, that's interesting. But that was the one and only time. Other than that, yeah, I agree. I gotta go back. Absolutely flawless. I gotta go back and listen to that. Yeah, I forget. I watched all the supplemental material today, and like hearing him talk, and like, oh yeah, you hear his his British accent, and you watch it, it's like a different person talking. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's very crazy. well done. Yeah, he's definitely uh, he's very really talented. good at that. Everybody, I, so let's talk about the actors and actresses. Yeah, um, everybody nails it. I thought everybody was great. Tilda Swinton um, is like one of my favorite actresses. Um, she is phenomenal, like just in yeah. everything. Um, but she just lends this gravitas to that character. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Just I don't know how she does it. Just like just she could just be absolutely motionless mm-hmm. and just convey such depth of emotion and meaning. And that wisdom, like you never yeah. doubt that she knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. You, I, you don't doubt that she's super old, right. you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. even though like it's, that was one of the jokes, you know, in the comics, the ancient one is a really old Asian man uh-huh. and uh, you know, like kind of an old Tibetan monk. And they definitely went against type with that. Um, and they even played on your expectations, you know, by having um, the other uh, master be sitting in that room, the one who later we later find out only has one hand. Yeah. To kind of illustrate that it's no Doctor Strange just sucks right now. Like it's, <laughs> it's not as he doesn't have any physical limitations right. with this. It's it's his own mind that's stopping him. Yeah. But you you know you he at least Doctor Strange believes like oh I'm talking to the uh, ancient one. Yeah. And if they were more true to comic casting, he would have probably been cast as the ancient uh-huh. one or or somebody like him. But uh, Tilda Swinton, I think it it works though because she's so like, like you mentioned, she just has that gravity mm-hmm. in that scene that really just anchors everything. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic i'm trying to find out um this was i think one of the biggest concentration of especially at the time of oscar nominated actors in a marvel movie because you had um 
you had Tilda Swinton who'd been nominated. Yep. Benedict Cumberbatch who'd been oh I think Tilda Swinton actually won. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch who'd been nominated. Um, Rachel McAdams had uh-huh. been nominated, and there was one other one, and oh Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh huh. And so like they are all uh you know just the star-studded cast and like really like you know heavy you know recognition from their peers brought into this movie and to hear them all talk about it too they're all just so psyched to work on it uh which was which was nice to see it always makes me happy when you get these actors who especially take more serious roles normally all Uh all all four of them you don't know they're not typical like oh i'm gonna do a comic book summer movie you know like uh they definitely are really into it and um mads mickelson is another one yeah never done Mm -hmm. a movie like this before and he's like you know to him in his in his talking head he's like i just i love you know marvel as a kid and and i you know he grew up with it and marvel represents art and Mm -hmm. and like all this great stuff you know and he's like so it's not just a a childhood fantasy to be in these movies it's an adult fantasy too and i don't know it's 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 so nice for me to hear that like these actors taking it seriously and well you know you can almost see see So, like, Chuito El Jafor was in Firefly. Yeah. And so, like, you know, you can see, like, he was going for, like, sci-fi roles. And, like, yeah. you know, so clearly he's got a soft spot or something for it. Yeah. And then Mads Mikkelsen. Um, of course, Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. But we were also talking about, um, before this, we, we started the movie and then we had to pause it, like, 10 seconds in. Yeah. And I was asking you, what what is he in? What is he in? And I had to look it up. He was in Valhalla Rising, mm-hmm. which um, I can't recommend enough as... Uh, a really dark um, medieval um, hmm. exploration of Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, and he plays, I, I sort of interestingly, a character who represents Odin. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he clearly is also drawn to that, uh, that aspect of like the mythical and the, like the, the mythology. I thought that was pretty neat. Um but yeah, you're right. Like it's just a star-studded cast. I loved yeah. everybody. A- everybody did a great performance. Uh, Chuita Jafar also uh, fantastic. You really got the sense of of what that character believed in, uh-huh. you know. And I, I like how uh, the ancient one mentions later, you know, like that he's rigid but yeah. strong, you know. Right. Doctor Strange, it, you know, it's flexible. He needs your flexibility, but you need his strength. And then that becomes an ominous line because at the end, they completely part ways yep uh what'd you think about his heel turn uh especially in that post-credit scene uh i i saw so it felt like it made sense for the most part i didn't get that aspect about him initially mm-hmm. and and through some of the training sequences i you know, it's only so much you can do when you you've got that many characters that you're trying to yeah. develop. So you have to be told some things. Yeah. And and that was the scene that like really cemented it was, um. You know, you need his strength. The the uh oh shoot, what was it? Was it the same scene when she was pretty much saying like he won't understand? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of like. You know, explaining a, a thing that we didn't have time to see mm-hmm. uh, or to learn for ourselves as as the audience. So, I, but I thought it made sense for the character. It still surprised me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely don't think I saw it going as far as it did if the post credit sequence is to be believed as, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Well, this is one of those instances where knowledge of the comics would kind of color your perception of the character and like having that that um basis in the text because uh mordo or baron mordo as he's called in the comic books mm. is a supervillain and oh. is an adversary of dr strange from like the very first issue really yeah so they are they he's... both were learned under the ancient one but um it's interesting because uh, Baron Mordo kind of had the Kaecilius role in the comics. Mm-hmm. He was a student of the Ancient One who plotted to kill the Ancient One and take over and actually made deals with Dormammu to get extra powers in exchange for oh, okay. maybe letting them take over Earth. So, uh, it, But in this movie, of course, Kaecilius has that role. And 
Baron Mordo would, you know, is split with the good guys because of their involvement with uh-huh. Dormammu. So very different roles. Yeah. Um, but they get to the same place where right. you get the sense that you're setting, they're setting up Mordo to be a future villain. It's, it's, I mean, his character is fascinating. It, it's his, it seems like, you know, his rigid code of what's right and wrong and what's acceptable and what's not is what has allowed him, I guess, to get past whatever it was he had to get past. Yeah. You know, you know, in his past. Yeah. Um, and, but it's also the thing that, like, it, it he's, that code, like, is incompatible with the method in which they had to save the world. Yeah. So, to him... You know, the end does not justify the means at all. Yeah. And in fact, the means are what matter. Yeah. Um, which is very interesting. Um, and I get it. Like, I, I agree with the points that he's making. You know, he's saying at some point that bill will, mm. will be due. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I almost, I f- actually fully expected and was a little disappointed that Dr. Strange didn't say something like, and I'll pay it when it comes due. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you know, like a willingness to accept the responsibility. Yeah. But still being okay with doing it to, to begin with. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I that that yeah, character is interesting. So Caecilius also very interesting. I I had a hard time, and this is the only character piece I think I'll actually complain about. And it's funny because I, I, I'm saying how much I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm like actively complaining about things. <laughs> but I think I f- I feel so comfortable in how much I liked it that I'm willing to like yeah. dissect it this much. Sure, but yeah, I. I did not fully understand or buy Caecilius's motivation for trying to, you know, sort of unlock this portal to the dark realm mm-hmm. and allow what's Dormammu, Dormammu uh, allow him in, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess like he had his own pain and suffering and he's interpreted, you know, pain and suffering uh, or the, the, the only potential, the the best possible outcome to end pain and suffering is to just end everything essentially he I, his thinking is he's misinterpreted what it means to be like beyond time like uh-huh. he he interprets this as oh it's eternal life for everybody okay and so he just doesn't get it he doesn't get it or I, he he I, intentionally doesn't get it you know what who also didn't doesn't get it i didn't get that <laughs> when i was watching it i i i really thought that he had this just twisted belief system where he thought that was the only solution. And you know what? Maybe, maybe there was a little bit of like, he didn't get it, but maybe it was like a willful, like, I don't want to get it, sure. you know? Cause you get the sense that he, we were told that he lost everybody uh-huh. and he came there a broken person. Yeah. And he even uses that to kind of criticize Camartage. He's like, it's just a bunch of broken people, yeah. like trying to find something like, you know, question that. And then he, he knows that the ancient one is getting eternal life from Dormammu. In fact, he calls her a hypocrite at the beginning right. of this movie before yeah. we even know what that means. Yeah. Um, and it's only when she starts really messing up matter in the mirror universe when he's kind of like, okay, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, so he he knows that piece of it and he's telling people like, cause he tells Dr. Strange, he says, you know, imagine there's no time. Time is the greatest enemy. I'm going to get, you know, we all need to be part of the one. Mm. He says the many will become the few and the few will become the one. Yeah. And it's almost this weird, like cult like thing. But you also, I believe that he is, you know, it's just so broken by what he lost that he would also be like, and if I'm wrong, then we all die and that's fine too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I could see him kind of going either way on uh-huh. it. Maybe he's, he's, it's what he's telling his followers to get them to come along. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's very clear just from seeing it. I mean, you look at it and, and Dr. Strange kind of hangs a lampshade on it where he's like, look at your face, man. Like yeah. you look evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this is not normal. Right. Like, it's called the dark dimension. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't seem like it would be this paradise. So I'm interested in, in, in that. Like, so walk me through again. Cause again, I guess I'm not quite following Dormammu just consumes universes and everything yes. mm-hmm. like in the sense of like a black hole. Kind of like he, he makes everything look like that dark dimension. He just kind of consumes it. Uh, the ancient one refers to it as like an endless hunger. Okay. Uh, twice. There's the one time where she 
says when she's showing him all the different universes and some are benevolent full of life and she says some are i don't know if she says evil or maybe she says like malevolent Mm -hmm. and full of hunger or something and then he's and then and then wong has a line when he was talking about dormammu he mentions that dormammu like hungers for everyone and he mentions earth most of all but he doesn't explain why yeah um in the comics dormammu battled against um the first sorcerer supreme who was named agamotto mm. uh, which is the eye of agamotto uh-huh. and that's why he hates uh earth and he he because he keeps losing to earth basically agamotto is able to successfully ward him away and so it's like the one place he can't get to on uh-huh. his own uh in the comics dr strange um is fighting with Dormammu and is not really much of a match for him, but he ends up accidentally like weakening this barrier that was keeping um, these creatures called like the mindless ones from like kind of messing up his dark dimension. And so um, him and Dormammu have to work together to seal them back up. (laughs) And like as payment for helping him, he agrees to leave earth alone, but it like, but he's like, still humiliated that that happened mm-hmm. you know so it's it's a similar type of you know they did it a little differently what's interesting is when he um when the the zealots get called back into dormammu at mm-hmm. the end of the movie they actually start to take on the appearance of what the mindless ones in the comics look like which oh, are okay. kind of like denizens of the dark dimension mm-hmm. that sometimes dr strange has to fight with like glowing eyes yeah. and like gray skin yeah interesting yeah a little easter egg in there so i i thank you for clarifying the dormammu stuff i i i was seeing that through so i i just recently finished um jeff vandermeer's annihilation mm-hmm. trilogy the southern Reach trilogy oh yeah and um i finished the third book last night i stayed up late and finished it which was a mistake <laughs> and uh the those books are beautiful and amazing but just very very creepy mm-hmm. um and sort of the 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 concept of altered nature uh and that there being something lovecraftian mm-hmm. in the sense that it it's not purposefully like malevolent but mm. it in its uncaringness yeah that it just utterly destroys and annihilates and breaks Mm-hmm. The, uh, the fabric of our reality yeah. is almost scarier than it being like, uh, like intentionally a, intentional because intentional feels like you can kind of reason with it right yeah I and mean, this is almost like it's an accident that just keeps happening and, yeah. and that's what I wanted it, it just because that was in my head yeah you know that would have been cool yeah. I, I was just kind of hoping that was more what the dark realm was about like yeah. he was just sort of opening this up and it was going to cascade into our world and the the com- the comics uh the the uh doctor strange comics are very much draw a lot of um draw a lot from lovecraft okay and yeah there, there is a lot of you know these like horrors and, that and he that has may to have fight been why i was that I connected the two is that yeah. I, I was getting that vibe when he's going through all the multiverses. Mm. I was getting yeah. the idea of like the unimaginable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, I, and that's what's horrific. And maybe they were just, uh, there might've been a little bit of like, we want to make sure. Of course, Dormammu isn't in the, even in the comics, he's a, he's a, he's a entity like yeah. with a, you know, sentience and uh-huh. a will. Um, but you know, I, I, they probably wanted to, to pull back on that a little bit too, just to make sure there was some sort of structure, you yeah. know? And of course, I I did enjoy that like I've come to bargain scene where you get this big powerful thing that's like I hate this you know <laughs> like I want this to stop yeah. make it like he has no like tolerance for it right <laughs> yeah like that that was simultaneously hilarious yeah. and genius as far as like the character goes to to, yeah. to think of doing that yeah and very funny and 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 interesting to watch uh also uh emotional i thought it was yeah. emotional seeing him die that many times and thinking like he's he he's resigning himself to this yeah eternity just to, even though earth is frozen in time yeah presumably i guess yeah yeah um you know or he his eternity is happening in you know a nanosecond yeah you know, of earth time or whatever yeah um 
but at the same time, it was interesting to see like this the 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 big bad like the really really big bad almost reduced to like ah this is irritating yeah yeah exactly it was an inconvenience yeah <laughs> whereas he was you know suffering yeah the writer uh, of the movie later a couple years later indicated that he was he died it was longer than was shown it uh-huh. wasn't just a few minutes that's, that that's it, what i was thinking that it, it, it could have been months or even years yeah that he was doing that he he was long enough for him to kind of even get the ability to like brush up and learn some new things uh-huh. uh to help because you notice his some of his defenses got a little more like sophisticated yeah. as they went on um but then of course Dormammu got more creative in all the different ways yeah. to kill him. And that also, like, there's one scene where, like, these green, like, tendrils come out and grab him. Uh-huh. And that is very much like a Doctor Strange comic book. Okay. Like, just weird tentacles uh-huh. and, like, just stuff that, like, it's just, there's no explanation for it. It's just a thing that is <laughs> yeah. magical and exists, you know? <laughs> it's neat. Um, let's see. There was some other stuff I wanted to get before we get to our quiz. Um, let's see here. Oh, no, we covered that. We covered that. Um, what did you think about his his training? Like his mo- tra- It wasn't really a montage, but like his training sequences. Oh, yeah, the sequence. training sequences. I enjoyed it. I really yeah. liked it. Um, I, I'm a sucker for training sequences and montages. Mm-hmm. It, you're right. It wasn't a montage per se, but yeah, it was a, 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 a series of scenes meant to convey some passage of time. Yeah, and you get the sense like, you know, quite a, quite a bit, you yeah. know, and he... They also like they so they do it two ways. They explain like, okay, time has been passing. It's been at least months, mm-hmm. and then but also he and it, it could have been like a year, year and a half. I know? was I was buying years. Yeah, I totally was. And but then on top of that, he talks about like, well, I got my he got his medical degree and his PhD at the same time, yeah. which is insane, right? And <laughs> he mentions that he has a photographic memory, so he's you know like a genius, yeah. and he's able to. And he's even advancing beyond like what Wong and yeah. Mordo are like. How do you know how to do that? I don't yeah. know how to do that. Right. He's yeah, and he's doing it all very, very, very quickly. And we get another scene of him in his astral form reading a book while his body sleeps. Yeah, I, I like that to show that yeah, he's he's using every minute right. of the day to study uh-huh. and get better. He he truly did go all in on study and hard work. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what he said. That's how he he got as good as he did before. Was yeah. Study and practice. Yeah. And so I I do like that about him. So he he's he, even the arrogance you know that he has before all this happens, he still understands the value of hard work and dedication. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what got him where he was. Exactly. Yeah. All right, you ready for the quiz? Yeah. It's time for Aaron's Pop Quiz. It got low. It went down low. All right, so most of the characters in the MCU that we've seen so far, in fact, most Marvel characters, um, the the really big, the really famous ones, Mm -hmm. were created by Stan Lee and uh an artist named jack kirby okay and so he he did the a lot of the big ones um the big fat ones the big fat ones dr strange however was created by stan lee and Mm -hmm. an artist named steve ditko yep so steve ditko created only one other mcu superhero who is his other famous creation a iron man b hulk c spider-man or d hawkeye all right. I feel like I've heard this name before, and I feel like I've heard it from you. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where else I would have heard it. And I feel like the reason you may have been talking about it was because of your favorite superhero, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, that's a good answer. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah! Spider-Man uh, was also created by the combo of Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Um and Stanley and Civico did not get along. They oh, were really? they started off okay, but they um be got got distant over like the couple of years that they worked together and famously split huh. and um <clears throat> but he created Spider Man, which is his most famous creation, Doctor Strange is his second. And Dicko d- definitely did a very had a different drawing style. Mm-hmm. Like so you had um Jack Kirby, who was the main guy. I mean he did Captain America, Thor, yeah. Iron Man all, like all of them hulk um the fantastic four and he was very much like 
golden age, like heroic, you know, uh-huh. like this is the classic, the poses, right. and the musculature yeah. and the facial features. Uh-huh. And Steve Ditko was more about like, like it was more like kind of creepy and like almost horror influenced, okay. you know, like some of the early Spider-Man, like his poses and everything are just not what you would expect from a comic book of that time. Uh-huh. You know, that's why you get Spider-Man. You see, you see him now he's depicted kind of like hunched over, you know, or yeah. like clinging to a wall. Like that's, that would have, you know, in the sixties, I was like, that's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he should be big and standing, you know, like Superman right. basically. And Spider-Man didn't. And Dr. Strange was the same way. And Dr. Strange had all these like trippy, you know, like environments like the dark dimension uh-huh. and all these different creatures that he fought. It was, it definitely had its its roots in horror. In fact, um, Doctor Strange made his debut in um, Strange Tales was okay. the name of the the series, and it was like issue like 111, I want to say. Uh-huh. Like it was in there. It was a anthology comic series, and a lot of that's what Marvel did a lot of yeah. in the 50s into the 60s. And um, Strange Tales was a horror anthology, and uh dr strange was introduced in it and then became like a permanent feature of it and in fact for a while that was you just got your dr strange story Uh from there until and then later on in like the 70s or whatever he got his own comic book series interesting but but yeah he was in a comic but strange tales predates dr strange (laughs) yeah um let's see we've got some trivia here um the new york sanctum is a big deal because dr strange is a New Yorker. He's a very New York based, even though he goes into different dimensions all the time. His, his home is, uh, one seven, seven, a bleaker street. That's uh-huh. the sanctum sanctorum. And he, so he's New York based. And he actually had crossovers with Spider-Man back in the sixties. Interesting. Yeah. Um, in the comics, his love interest was a sorceress named Clea. Um, but they wanted to go with a more grounded love interest. So they, Christine Palmer was unrelated to Doctor Strange in the comics, but they brought her in to, as somebody who was a connection to his previous life, and which I think was a really good call because uh-huh. then later in the movie, she's somebody who can remark on his transformation. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. it's somebody who grounds him into that life, you know, uh-huh. and reminds oh, and him of how far he's come. By the way, the whole like, like uh, what, what do you call the spinning thing? Uh, the... the the sling ring and sling the portals, ring, yeah. yeah. Sling ring, slinging into the hospital to save yeah. himself, and then to try and save the ancient one. Yeah. It's just a neat. Yeah, it's just neat. I really yeah. like that those plot points. I liked the, and you kind of wonder what the real purpose of it is. But in the Sanctum Sanctorum, he's got those three like glass doors that lead to yeah. like very exotic like biomes. You uh-huh. know, like it's like oh, it's the desert, or it's you know, it's the rainforest uh-huh. or the ocean. Right. I uh, I wonder what the point of those are, but they are cool. Like, yeah. How awesome would it be to have like that in your house? Like, yeah. Just oh, yeah. Just a door yeah. that opens into like yeah. you know, Bermuda. And especially that it's glass, yeah. you know? And it's not like on the floor of the desert. It was like a good like 30 feet off yeah. the ground. Yeah. It was a nice that. view. <laughs> yeah. No, that, I, that didn't make a lot of sense to me because they could just sling, sling anywhere. Yeah. But I guess if you didn't want to take, I don't know. I, I, I like to think there is some function for those doors or some reason. We, we just don't know. We yet. just don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there, there's a re- maybe it just looks nice. That's where he throws his trash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because they don't want to pay the like the fee for the New York tags yeah, on their too trash much. cans. <laughs> it's too much. Um. All right. So let's see here. What else do I got? Um. So Wong, we mentioned how the ancient one is an update. And they cast Tildes Winton, and they had her be like a, a Celtic woman. Uh-huh. Um, in the comics, this is another update for Wong. It, he plays kind of like Doctor Strange's manservant or like butler and not another wizard. Mm. And so uh, I think the update to Wong as a equal wizard and the... Yeah. It's implied that he's the guardian of the Hong Kong sanctum. You know, uh-huh. I think that fits a lot better, you yeah. know, in the, I was that's a good change. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is, uh, that's all my trivia. I gave a lot of trivia also throughout the, it was sprinkled throughout little nuggets. You've been walking along the corridors of Aaron's trivia corner. Oh, that's nice. These are such nice songs. (laughs) Uh, so let's talk about how this fits into the larger narrative. It wasn't, we didn't get like a Ant-Man cameo or anything. Yeah. But we did have that mid credit scene with Thor. Uh-huh. So couple, How do you think that ties in? Uh, so, um, well, I mean, exactly how it said. He So Doctor Strange, I guess, is embracing um, protecting the world from 
um, magic uh, mm-hmm. threats. Um, mm-hmm. And so c- case in point to what I was saying earlier, that the closest thing I could think of is the, are the Asgardians. So yeah. he clearly is seeing something that they do as magical threat. Yeah. You know, or as magical. Um, yeah. Or that that's his realm. I mean, Loki, we haven't really talked about, but like Loki... And then Frigga, they're just like straight up wizards as well. Yeah. Like they yeah. do magic all the time. Uh-huh. And there's no attempt to be like, oh no, he's got, you know, some sort of hologram emitter. Like right. he's just no, magic. He's just, yeah, he's doing he magic. He just knows spells. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's that's how it'll connect. Um, yeah. They, they mentioned something about uh, they're in New York trying to find Odin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to help them do that. Um so don't know what's gonna happen there. Um, the other big part was the very last scene um, when Wong um, revealed that the eye of uh, Agamotto. Agamotto is an Infinity Stone. Yeah, Infinity Watch. Infinity Watch. Let's talk about it. So let me guess. I don't remember the stone names at all, but I'm gonna guess it's the Stone of Time. That's right. It is the Time Stone. I mean, it's <laughs> pretty stone. obvious, yeah, right? It's gotta be. <laughs> what else could it be? But this is a new color. It's green. It's green. So we've seen a blue one. A red one, a purple one, a yellow one, and now we have a green one. Yeah, so we have five. We have five of the six. Wow. What do you think the last one, the color is going to be? Oh, wait. Okay, so we got red, blue, yellow, purple, purple, and mm-hmm. green. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's only one color it really could be. You got your three primaries and your three secondaries. Yeah, I guess orange, huh? Yeah, I guess so. We'll find out. We will find out. Or, so, were you, did you did you kind of suspect it was an Infinity Stone? Uh, you know what's funny? I shoulda, but I was just so <laughs> caught up in the movie, I didn't think about it once. It definitely. I, I so I mean, obviously, I knew it was an Infinity Stone, but I was wondering like if they were going to talk about it. And before I came over, I was watching the scene where he's explaining what like Dormammu is, and uh-huh. they're in that like that kind of that chamber with the three doors that lead to the three sanctums yeah and i was like i think this is where wong talks about infinity stones maybe and he talks about that that's an infinity stone and i watched that scene and i was like no he doesn't i guess they don't mention it in this movie uh-huh. and then it was like the very end when he like takes it off i'm like oh wait now I remember. <laughs> he says it here uh-huh. and there's such a little like 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 a like a bone to throw to everybody who yeah. like after age of ultron has knows like okay like it's official now it's not just if you've read the 90s infinity gauntlet series you know like you everybody who watches this knows infinity stones are in play and they're yeah. important and he's like oh yeah that's an infinity stone <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah neat. um similar so, so so that's another thing let's let's pause for a second there um thor is supposedly off researching infinity stones correct? yeah so uh, maybe that's why Thor is talking to him. Yeah, could be. Or it, I don't know. Is that gonna is that gonna come into play? Thor is gonna realize that that's an Infinity Stone. Mm-hmm. Something's gonna happen there. I'm calling it. <laughs> did you notice in that scene he had yellow gloves? Uh, yes, on? I did. That's his like comic book look. Oh, is, okay, is yellow gloves? It's kind of goofy looking and everything. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. I, I guess he's he. So I guess that he's hiding his hands essentially. It could be that. I think in the comics they're magic. Okay. Oh, let's talk about the cape. We didn't talk about the cape. Oh yeah, I, the I ca- love the cloak of levitation. Yeah, I love the cape. Um, yeah, the cape saved his life a bunch. Definitely has a personality. Yep, the cape uh, knows what's best. <laughs> yeah, he, he kept sh- trying to grab that like axe, axe. Yeah, and I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna help you. <laughs> <laughs> grab the weird magic, like the. Uh, what, it's the, like a weird suit thing yeah. that like what's the thing you put on the like a straight jacket straight jacket yeah, yeah. like a magic straight jacket <laughs> yeah that was pretty cool again so something we 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 kind of touched on but we didn't like the the there's a debate about this movie about like when exactly it takes place because oh, interesting. Okay. we don't see a lot of markers apparently he does there's a plaque in his um apartment that says 2016 on it and apparently he is driving like a 2015 or a 2016 car that okay. he crashes whatever supercar that yeah. is okay it's from that age, uh but a lot of people think that like uh like kind of the fan canon is that it does take place like maybe right after civil i mean not civil war um winter soldier and to okay. give it so like he's caught like so we're seeing like his origin story and he's been the sorcerer supreme for like a couple of years by the time he meets up with thor there okay. at the end of it yeah i can see to that. give him some time to grow into it yeah um but 
a lot of the de- like the little details you really dig into it do point to it taking place in 2016 which is the year it came out uh-huh. and the year like you know this came right after civil war and um one of the lines that um i almost wish wasn't in the movie I, mean, I don't know if you picked this up. So he's driving down the road right before his crash, and his assistant is giving him all these cases that he's deciding to do or not do. Yeah. And the very first one, do you remember what it was? Oh, no, I don't. It was a 35-year-old Air Force colonel who had his oh, spine crushed yeah. in some sort of experimental suit. Yeah. And, oh, they're talking about Rhodey. Well, and that's what I, when I first watched the movie, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's Rhodey. It just, it just happened in Civil mm-hmm. War like a few months ago. So I was like, whoa, that's so cool. And um, Kevin Feige has come out and said, that's not what it was. And if you think about it, it doesn't, the details don't really match up because War Machine at this point not an experimental suit. It's eight years old. Yeah, that's true. And then also, Rhodey is not 35 years old. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Don Cheadle is like was 52 <laughs> when Civil War came out. Mm. So it doesn't quite fit, but it's close enough to be confusing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have uh, considered that. Yeah. And the director is just kind of like, oh, it's just a fun little thing. Don't worry about it. You know, but it's like it's... It's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and so some people, though, have, and this is kind of what I choose to believe, even though he is driving a 2016 car. Um, some people think that this movie might take place in 2010 and that the Air Force colonel who got his spine crushed in an experimental suit is um, the guy in Iron Man 2. We watch in the when they're in uh, in Congress and Tony Stark hacks the TV to show Justin Hammer's uh, suit tests and the suit like spins around at the torso and like and the guy inside starts screaming and then Sam Rock was like the pilot survived by the way (laughs) like that it was him Uh and interesting um, which fits a little nicer except for like again it's. It's really like that's way far back there, yeah. but maybe who knows? Right. Uh, we didn't really get a sense that like the Avengers were a thing when his car crash happened. We mm-hmm. just know once he's in, uh, uh, I can't. I just lost the name. But once he's in, in Kathmandu, yeah, we know the Avengers are a thing because Wong refers to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that would mean he had like years and years and years to study, you know, uh-huh. or at least maybe the events of this movie, the main events, take place in like. 2014 or 2015 and you don't know or something like yeah, that yeah yeah um I could, yeah but it is kind of hotly debated like mm. when exactly does this movie take place and they haven't they haven't weighed in officially no. all they've said is that was not roadie the other piece to think about it and this is i think is the final nail in the coffin for that being roadie is that why would they describe colonel Rhodes' war machine one of the avengers as an air force colonel yeah <laughs> when yeah. you say you know the most one of the most famous people in the world <laughs> right <laughs> do you remember how he got seriously injured well he needs a doctor was it is he was he a colonel uh he was a colonel okay and that which was also what makes it so confusing <laughs> but, he, he, so at that point is he still a part of the air force oh well, that's the question uh i it's kind of murky if yeah. he's part of that he definitely answers to the secretary of state you yeah. know general ross in civil war I think he is still in the military in the same way that like Captain America is like kind of in the military. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, I think they're both getting paychecks from the government. Uh-huh. I, I would say so. And the government's decided like it's in your best interest or it's in the United States best interest. If you continue to serve on the Avengers. Yeah. I don't know. They don't really go into the details. I, I would like to know, yeah. but I also understand why they don't do uh-huh. that. <laughs> Cause it's like, there's not a lot of people who would like be like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> how does this work? Are you a contractor with the government? <laughs> you know, that's not terribly interesting to normal people. But um, but yeah, so I think that's the final nail in the coffin. I feel like doing surgery on an Avenger would be kind of prestigious. <laughs> and yeah. he would be like, yeah, you know what? I'll do that. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he dismissed it out of hand. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he's like 50 other people could do it. Yep. But it's just, I think it's just one of those things that I think, I don't think they really thought the impl- like that people would dig into would that. Think it, yeah, yeah. I think so. That. It's confusing. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so you rank this in your top three? You think? I think, I think so. Well, let's see. Um, how much do you know about next week's film? So I have a guess as to what it is. Let's hear it. Um, I think because we saw Thor, 
And oh, we failed to mention. Um, you also showed me oh, before yeah. we watched this. Um, uh, what's his face's? Um, gosh, I forget his. I, Taika Waititi um, did two little shorts for Thor, um, and they came out around this time. Mm-hmm. And so I think Thor Dark Dark World, is that what it's called? So Thor- Dark World's the one we saw. That's the second okay, one. Okay, I think Thor Ragnarok is next. That's a great guess. And man, I tell you what, when this movie came out, I was so ready for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh but it was actually uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is next. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Okay, sweet. But let's let's talk about those Taco T shorts though, T yeah. Thor, um, which are uh, I think they were even when they came out. I think they were saying these are not canon. Okay. These are just fun, yeah. you know, things. But they take place on Earth, where Thor, I guess, <laughs> got bored looking for the Infinity Stones or didn't really know what to do. Yeah. So he just ends up in Australia with a roommate. Yeah, he got an apartment in Australia. He's got a whiteboard in his room that like has like <laughs> yarn. Yeah, <laughs> and connecting he called, things. He's like, I call these like clues and like one of them is just captain america's shield like what is, yeah. what is he doing and then like and then, but like he kind of glosses over it and then talks about this drawing of his hammer that he did <laughs> and that's what he spends most of his time talking about but those are completely hilarious yeah and just about how he doesn't understand like he's he like the the first one's more about how he's upset that uh nobody's called him to yeah. help in civil war and, <laughs> and that's where it gets its name because it was team team captain it was team, team thor team team iron man and he's team thor yeah <laughs> uh and then the second one's more about how he is just hanging out in australia and not paying rent he he, hi- he hires a servant that's and, a solution and he says his your primary job will be to get another job to pay my rent <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great. I can't wait to show you part three, but not yet. <laughs> oh, oh, great. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, part three is fantastic. Um, <laughs> so, now, yeah, so it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 next, yes. which uh, you know great, a great deal about. I've seen it. I, I This one I've only seen probably twice, Okay, I think. Maybe not even, maybe like one and a half. I know I saw, I saw it once, and then I may, I think the second time was like on TV, and I missed wow. parts of it. So it's been a while for you too, because it came out in 2017. So, because the first time you saw it was in theater, right? Or did you wait for it on home release? Probably well, it was like short af- shortly after it came out, though. Yeah, it wasn't too long. It was either in theater or like immediately when it came to streaming. Yeah, and I don't, wow. I don't remember. So yeah, so it's been like three years probably. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember about it? I remember a lot about it. So I actually like don't love the plot of this movie mm-hmm. and it's particularly disappointing because I love the characters and I love the universe. Yeah. Um, but I just was a little disappointed with the ultimate plot. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll get into it next we week. We will. Yeah. I, uh, it's kind of a common sentiment. A lot of people seem to whatever reason not like it as much. I liked it just as much. I think if not more than the first, really, Interesting. I, I'm really into it. A uh, big Kurt Russell fan. Okay. Um, he's I, fantastic in it. He is great in it. I liked. I just liked. I liked everything about Guardians of the Galaxy one, and I felt like it was just more, more in this that, one. Yeah, and I liked it a lot. So I and I thought it was a little more emotional. Um, yeah. But I. Um, but we'll see how I feel about it. Watching it for probably the fifth or sixth time <laughs> maybe that's it well that won't hold up but uh nick so let's talk about your marvel interest meter now that magic's been involved where are you at oh it's high man it's high yeah uh and so i can't remember if i've said this already but like i feel like i've reached a point like you know we've put the water on to boil yeah it's, and it's, it's a roll and boil yeah and, and it's gonna be hard for it to like be moved from that i think because we're we're really to a point where like every every movie that's coming out is cool yeah in some way i i definitely i think that i mean i i really do like them all but i really think once you get in my opinion once you get to civil war like you're good to go you're just <laughs> yeah the snowball has gathered yeah. steam yeah. yeah and i feel that way i feel like you know and, and by the way i think now is probably a good time you know to say I still feel conflicted about doing this, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really, cause I, cause I, you know, I, I feel like I am, am giving up a part of myself <laughs> by, by embracing something so pop culture, but yeah. I, I really like, I, they're fun. 
I'm really enjoying all this. Thank yeah. you for showing this to me. Um, You're welcome. I think I th- there, you know, the, I'm having a lot of fun. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. You know. You just stay away from Harry Potter and you're good to go, right? <laughs> you just pick and choose. Oh, no. Have you not? Are you not a Harry Potter guy? Oh, I am. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know what's funny? This is for another day. I actually haven't seen any of the movies past uh, the fourth one. That is funny. Yeah. And strange. Yeah. I, uh, I For whatever reason, I just never got around to them. I liked the movies. I read all the books huh. a couple of times. I enjoy them. Um, well, maybe that's season two. I show they, those to you. Yeah, you show me. <laughs> I I have them, and I got them recently. I got them for Christmas, actually. So I'm gonna go through like oh, the whole box set. Yeah, so don't I, don't wait, don't wait. Yeah. Just watch. Oh, them. I wasn't going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's just about trying to find the time. I'm so busy watching these Marvel movies with I you. I know it's a time sink, man. But Nick, you gotta watch this. listening to our podcast we want to hear from you you can reach out to us on email at you gotta watch this podcast at gmail.com you can also reach us at facebook or instagram at you gotta watch this podcast or on twitter at gotta underscore watch thanks